featuring me, Broly Bush, my beautiful boy, Andy, and our ever-present intern, Everardo Ramirez! What up, what up? Say hi, fellas. Hi, fellas. Hello, fellas. (laughs) Good. (laughs) Nice. Hot hit out of the gate. How are you doing, Andy? I'm doing great. I feel really very, I feel um, centered, which is nice. Centered? Yeah, I'm centered and focused. I've been, I've been meditating. So have you really? Yeah, yeah, I really have been for the past past week. I've been meditating. And oh, using one it. week. Oh yeah, this is gonna last. <laughs> no, I mean that's just I'm starting. I started in a and it's a week is. You know what they say about the honeymoon period? It never ends. <laughs> that's what's so beautiful about honeymoon. You just get to be on one forever. Yeah, yeah. So what's what's been your uh, uh, meditation approach? Well, what I've downloaded doing? an app. Okay. And it's a it's a British man just telling me to breathe very quietly and and focus and. And, and it's okay. Okay. It's just him but, saying it's okay for about 10 minutes. That sounds like it could also be yeah. a hostage taker app. Yeah. You've yeah. been taken hostage by an app, man in a nap. I mean, it's it's nice because it's Breathe. it's all about... It's going to be okay. Yeah. It's going to be okay. It's honestly kind of what Brave. he sounds like. Although that's a little more Australian than British. Brave. <laughs> Brave. Brave. Oh, no, that's... Anyway. Yeah, I like it. I mean, I'm... Uh, I don't know. I'm just trying to be a little more present in life and not be constantly thinking. Uh, and uh, and you know always in my head. Yeah, so that's the loop. What, lo- loop. The loop. The sort of uh, self. Uh, the self hate loop. The self hate loop. Yeah. yeah. You ever been walking down the street and then all of a sudden a memory of something you said or did that you're ashamed of hits you and you just flinch on the street mm-hmm. hourly. Like, oh yeah. God. Uh, hourly. Hourly. All day. Every every hour. <laughs> every hour on the hour. I, every hour. I actually know that. Hour. That's how I keep track of time. When I hear a little moan come from downstairs, I'm like, it's two. I go, oh, God, why did I, why did I do that? Oh, no. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I mean, I'm, I'm so glad that they didn't have Facebook or Twitter or anything like that when I was growing up. Yeah, they still so got yearbook things. quotes. Yeah. Those don't go away. <laughs> and mine's never... a doozy. What's, what is your yearbook quote? Doesn't matter. What? No, what is your yearbook quote? Doesn't matter. Well, I really, really want to know what your yearbook quote is. Even if we erase this, please. Just say I was, it was at a time in my life when I really wanted to be perceived as funny, but didn't quite know what that meant. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then it was really down to the wire, and it was, up, it was a toss-up between a Monty Python quote oh. <laughs> and something I saw on a novelty t-shirt. Oh, and you went That's with funny. the... I went for the t-shirt, <laughs> and it's, a, it's the most embarrassing thing I've ever done. Um, except for one thing I said in a lecture once, or in a seminar at university, that one other guy who thought I was an idiot, he, he, he clocked it, he repeated it under his breath in a way that made me say, oh God, that was a stupid thing to say, and I, he will remember it forever. What was it? What was the thing? Doesn't matter. You, you can, okay, wow. so you've done two. You, that's us. the difference between you. You don't lean into the embarrassment. What's the difference between you and me? You just don't. I say an embarrassing <laughs> and then I move on. You don't actually lean into it. I know. Like I, when I was, uh, I was on Street Sense and I was brought into a middle wee-oo, school. Wee-oo. What? It's what? A, that's the Street Sense alarm. Anytime <laughs> Andy mentions the fact that he was on Street Sense, we get to do our favorite Street Sense bit. Throwback, 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 throwback. You're fit for the pit. That's true. Okay, That's Andy, now I we're going to see if this anecdote is worth keeping or if it's fit for the pit. It's probably going to be uh, cut. So uh, I was brought into a middle school uh, to do a talk on success and how to be successful. Sweet. And you wouldn't have been much <laughs> older a middle than that. Oh, I was, like, I was like 19 years old. Yeah. And I didn't 
Oh God, I, twice this has happened to me where I've brought, I've been brought in at, at a young age to talk about being successful and I had no idea what that meant. So, but I thought I did. I thought I had, I had a whole talk plan. I was ready to go, go went up to the board and I, I was like, all right, success. And I wrote it on the board and then I'm like, Classic. what is success? And then of course this kid put his hand Webster's up. Webster's Dictionary defines success as, yeah, perfect. <laughs> no, go on. no. The kid. Were, were you wearing a tweed jacket? No, I was just I was just dressed normally. I mean, whatever normal I was with the street sense, where Some I sort of wear. naked, boobs, it was very boobs out, naked, tattoos to the eyeballs. If you didn't see me when I was but like, he did I have was corduroy patches on his elbows. I was cut. I was cut when I was like on street sense. <laughs> oh, I've seen you get ripped. Yeah, I've I was like you, ripped. I've seen you ebb and flow. Yeah, and it and it's like I'll see you ripped, and then I'll see you two months later holding like holding more chips than I've ever seen one man hold. <laughs> Like yeah, a bag of chips full of bags of chips. I really, really go back and forth. But for a while there, for a couple of years, I was just like straight, like just, I was like really, really cut. So I wore really I tight clothes to show that off. at the time we called you Halifax's Kumail Nanjiani. And we didn't even know who he was at the time. We yeah. just felt that that meant someone was ripped. So so I had that. And then I, you know, I, I, I said, I wrote that on the board. And I was like, what is success? And this kid puts his hand up and he's like, you, you spelled success wrong. And wow. I had spelled success incorrectly Whoa. on the board. I put it with one C instead of two. <laughs> and then I I just was fucked for the whole guy, the whole thing. I lost I lost they all respect. Wow. Like yeah. uh, that kid put on sunglasses, he leaned back, everyone focused on him for the rest of the time. <laughs> he gave I, the talk. It was the most embarrassing uh second most embarrassing moment, like in like public speaking I've ever had. What's the first? Was, yeah. Oh my god, what's the first? <laughs> yeah. Oh my God! Uh, the fir- the first was a I was brought to my high school to give the uh, uh, what was it the commencement speech to my high school. There um, you were. Yeah. So, so how do we define success? <laughs> I honestly wish it was that because I I wrote a speech and then I was doing it and I felt like it wasn't really hitting the way I wanted it to hit. Uh-huh. Uh, I was trying to. <laughs> The whole, the motto of our high school was not to try is to fail. And I thought... In Latin or just in like broken English? No, it's just not to try is to fail. But they changed it to to try is to succeed, which I think is like... That's worse. Worse, yeah. Yeah. Because like, you know, you're not going to succeed if you try. But if you don't try, you definitely will fail. That's like changing the Gretzky quote, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take to you make every shot you take. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So I wanted to say that, but my words got all jumbled and everything was kind of weird. And I felt like all of the, my former teachers were sitting be, like be, behind me, kind of like I, I on the side that I felt like they were judging me. These kids were staring at me blankly. So then I did this thing, like, you know, in movies where, you know, you speak from the heart. Yeah. You throw away your speech. You scream. You're like, I did that. Whoa. And the... I threw the speech away. Oh, no. And then. I realized I had nothing. I oh, like I no. thought it would come from somewhere. I thought oh. some kind of soul. I thought it would like come in like the movies, and I would like all be great. Did but you was... at least turn a chair up backwards no, and sit on it no. that way? Yeah, I did just... you turn it upside down? <laughs> None of that. <laughs> sit on it, ass first. No, picture yeah. yourself and then scream. You needed help. I just and then waddle off. I just literally ended up just kept saying, "Just try. You guys have to just try. Try, guys." Like I said that, like, I want to say oh, six or seven times. My God, how Jeez. is this? How have you not written a movie with this scene in and it? And I was failing miserably as everyone was <laughs> staring, trying to teach them about trying and success. But I, I should have said, like, not to try 
is to succeed, but sometimes when you try, you fail. Like I was doing all of that. You try to write success on a board again, except you've just written sweat. <laughs> and then you're sweating so much. Anyway, and I didn't even have a funny bit at the end because I couldn't be like, like stand up it. We're like, well, this was garbage and I'm garbage. Goodbye. Like, you know, I couldn't because it was supposed to be the big commencement mm. speech yeah. to get them to like start their fucking oh lives. And then you dropped the mic at the end, but then apologized and pick up, picked up the mic. And said, I'm so sorry, I rent I rented this. Yeah. <laughs> I need to get my deposit back. Wow, well Andy, that's those are two great stories. Yep. And you're very forthcoming. You're right. You are more forthcoming than I am. Mm-hmm. Um, Ev, have you had a nice week? I've had a great week. I uh I actually saw Prince Harry and, and Meghan Markle. There in Toronto. Really? At Dundas Square. My I was Oh Dundas Square, Toronto's Times Square. Yes. I was petitioning actually at Dundas Square <laughs> to get an M M&M and M store at just like Times Square at Dundas Square. Okay, so if anyone's not familiar with Dundas Square, there's it's it is like a mini Times Square. There's a combination of people in mascot costumes taking mm-hmm. photos, tourists, big, you know, sort of digital billboards, billboards. TVs and shit. And then but then there's also people screaming about Jesus. Yes. <laughs> into like little tiny microphones, tinny microphones with little handheld amps. Yeah. And, and I was competing with one of those guys. You had a microphone and an amp? Yeah, and I You're said, screaming about wanting uh, <laughs> what did you want again? I said we should have an M&M store here. What does Just... that mean? What's an M&M store? <laughs> Okay, if you've ever been to Times Square, you'll know the the most famous part about Times Square is there's an M&M's store. <laughs> okay, okay. You know M&M's candy? There's no way this is the most famous <laughs> thing about Times Square because I've never oh, heard of yeah. this. Oh, yeah. My family came from Mexico, visited Times Square. This That's the first place they went to. Okay. Maybe it's famous in Mexico. Maybe. Yeah, they love okay. M&M's. Yeah. What do they um, call uh, M&M's in Mexico? Uh, they call them uh, M-A-M-S. <laughs> Say it again. Then stop. <laughs> I don't know. M-A-M-S? <laughs> no. No, you... they call him Eminem Store. Eminem Store. Yeah. Which sounds a lot like if Eminem the rapper had a store. Yeah. Eminem Store. <laughs> they love that. So I was you just trying to... You walk into Eminem Store and there's a guy who greets you and he's like, I'm going to kill my wife and daughter. <laughs> I'm not gay. How can I help you? <laughs> Sorry, like, Haley. <laughs> Sorry, Kim. Sorry, Haley. I'm not... Stop. <laughs> Another rapper walks in. They're like, let's go. <laughs> the lights turn. When he called himself an Eminem, when he called himself Eminem, that he knew what he was doing, right? Marshall and Mathers. You're asking if he accidentally <laughs> sort of referenced the candy Eminem? Like, I know. Yeah, I know he probably knew what Eminem was, but I'm just curious. Did he, was it supposed to be like a pun on the candy? I think it was a I conscious so. little reference. Okay. I You'll just see that a lot in rap. Okay. Yeah. I, I really Remember uh, Pharrell's band, Nerd? Yeah, it was like it's the referencing candy the candy nerds. nerds. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh, all right. Uh, there's Licorice Boy. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> it's a good Dirty South rapper. Yeah, Licorice Boy. And like so many young uh, rappers, when he became a certain age, changed his name to just Licorice. And, and now uh, he goes by Big Licorice. <laughs> oh, okay. Can't forget uh, Runt. Yeah, Runt. <laughs> that was Pharrell's other band before he really settled on Nerd. <laughs> So anyway, there I was at Dundas Square petitioning for a new M&M store when I look over and I saw a guy uh, doing a kind of like a Charlie Chaplin impression on the street. And this guy was hilarious. I stopped what I was doing and watched him. And I realized it was Harry, Prince Harry. Oh. <laughs> he he was doing he was had everything, the famous little mustache, he was walking around. Right. So the classic red armband. Okay. okay. And this was a perfect chaplain he was doing. 
And uh, yeah. yeah, I guess he's just, yeah, has to grind like the rest of us. So now you're referring he's... to one Chaplin character in particular from The Great Dictator. Is the that little the tramp tra- himself. Oh, the little tramp wearing his red armband. So his I feel like, was it, can I just funny. ask, did he seem particularly like a uh, very, very angry version of Charlie Chaplin? Was he very angry? Um, was yeah, he pointing he was at, Was he pointing at all the billboards up there constantly in the sky? just a bit above shoulder level. He was frustrated uh, and walking around and screaming. Uh, he also was eating a boot, so, so it's interesting. Okay, so may I say, whether this... It feels like there's a lot going on in yes, this episode. <laughs> you either saw Harry wearing his famous Halloween Hitler costume, going absolutely bananas in t- in Dundas Square, it or you just saw someone dressed as Hitler eating a boot. <laughs> and that seems more likely. What made you say this is Harry? Well, he was waving at someone, I assume across the street shopping. Okay. And he kept... <laughs> Uh, he kept saying hi, hi uh, to Meghan Markle, I assume. Right. And this guy, I, I knew that Prince Harry and Meghan are in town and they're looking for work and uh, honest jobs. And I thought, this guy, I, he looks a little too familiar. I'm sure it's Prince Harry. And when okay. I asked him if he was, he said no. And I thought that's exactly what someone in hiding would say. Sure. Okay. And, but you didn't look over to see who he was waving at. You just assumed it was Meghan Markle. Uh, yeah, it was pretty busy on the other side of the street, so I didn't, I couldn't see exactly who, but I had a feeling. There was a, a lady with brown hair. Well, there you have it. Meghan Markle with her famous brown hair. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, may I say, Meghan Markle, Eminem. There we are. Oh, shit. That's the full oh, circle we were looking for. That's nice. Our guest is a long-haul trucker. He moves product like nobody's business. I met him at a truck stop like a couple hours ago. I needed a guest for this episode. In no way does this tie in to the overall lesson of teaching Andy something about himself, unless it does. Please welcome the esteemed Stu Sidewinder Squode. Yeah, thank thank you very much for having me. Thank you so much. Thank you, Stu. Thank you for sitting there and letting us riff for... I gotta say an hour. It's been said, and I gotta repeat it. Well, look, I'm a long haul truck driver, so uh, you know hours pass by like minutes for me. So you know, it's nice. That's a good way of putting it. I mean, is this going out on CB? Snevin, is this going out on CB? Is come this, on now. Is this going out on CB, CB radio? radio? CB radio, come is on, it, come on back like now. Citizen, Citizen band radio, come on now. Come Citizen on back now. Citizen band. Radio. You mean is this? Are we releasing this episode? From one truck to another. That's right. Come on, uh, this is Sidewinder. Come on, Christmas Carol, you got your ears on. Come on now. Come on back now. Oh, yeah, Christmas Carol. Is that a friend of yours in the truck scene? In the truck scene, Christmas Carol. She's a lovely lady, and she loves Christmas. She gives us all, all, all us truckers. There's a million truckers in America. Gives us all wow. gifts over the CB. And Personalized messages over the CB. Does every trucker have a nickname, and how do you get a trucker nickname? Yeah. Holy hell, so I used to really want to be in the military, but I got uh, I got one leg. I got the one leg, so they wouldn't let me <laughs> in. I wanted to fire missiles out of a, uh, out of and a, out of a jump jet, so, you know, sidewinder. They call me Sidewinder. You, you, you need two legs to be a pilot? Apparently. Apparently there's pedals in the damn things. I mean, there's pedals, pedals. in the truck. Yeah. Pedals? Yeah. Oh, wait. Sorry. Yeah, there pedals. are pedals. Yeah. Sorry. I was picturing bicycle pedals. <laughs> oh, no, no. That's we are all idiots like a, today. A steampunk plane yeah. <laughs> powered by bicycles. They got those two, though. Apparently they got <laughs> Travel around the world in 80 days on this thing. Yeah. I want it to be a, I want it to be a uh, pig pilot in a Miyazaki movie. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. Pedals. 
pedals in a plane. I mean, actually, that sounds wrong for another reason. There's no pedals in a plane, are there? There is pedals in a plane, to operate of course. The, rudder, operate the, the pitch rudder. and roll and all that like stuff, Like brake right? pedals? Uh, no, there's, to uh-huh. operate the rudder, you got a right leg, uh, right leg pedal. And, of course, uh, to go left, you got the uh, left leg pedal. To, uh, the rudder, for the rudder. Wait, uh-huh. so you're supposed to, because I know when, but I'm when, a truck driver, so. when you drive a car, <laughs> they say, don't use that left don't leg. Don't use that left leg, but in a plane, you got to be able to use both. Wow. Well, I actually take your word for this because I don't know if it's true. But so you couldn't do that, so you got into trucking. So instead. I got into trucking instead, and everyone's like, "Well, where are you come from?" I was like, "Well, I wanted to be in the military. They wouldn't let me in, so uh, they call me Sidewinder. I'm a military. I, lo- I wanted to be a military. You know, I got the uh, double action shotgun in the cab, my Peterbilt truck, ready to go, baby. Why do you <laughs> wow. have a shotgun in the truck? Because you know, hey, look, sometimes you're hitting rural roads, and you don't want to be deliveranced. You know. Oh, I see. I right. see. You okay. Don't want to be deliveranced. I don't know what that reference is. People tell me that. Have you ever had to use it? Uh, I've shot it off in the air a couple times to scare away some kids. <laughs> oh, <laughs> kids. Wow. Kids, kids always, who are like swarming your truck. That's the thing. I got the one leg, so they make fun of me. You know, I come through. They're like, they see me gassing up my truck. They're like, oh, look at that idiot one leg. Uh, so you just wild. do it to scare them because they're making fun I of your leg. I fired in the air, you know. I fired in the air. A little warning shot. A little warning shot. For the kids. Yeah. How, how old the kids are we talking here? We're talking youths. We're talking like yeah, 15 y- to 16. Oh, okay. We're talking oh. like, yeah. Well, they should know yeah, better youths. by that point, yeah. yeah. Well, that's not as bad as little kids. Yeah, they're not like seven. I have brandished my gun at a little kid for look at, looking at me funny. Are you, oh, you pointed it at <laughs> I him. I point brandished, pointed it at. It may have been loaded. No, no, come on. I'm a truck driver. Did you? Okay, every time you elaborate, it gets a little worse. Have you fired on a little kid? Well, okay, look, I may have had some blanks in there, and I fired it toward someone with a little kid. Oh, but look, I mean, but look, it's, it's not my fault. Blanks. It's a blank. It's a blank, exactly. So you fire blanks. Not all the time. I, okay. keep a, I keep a box of both in the back. I don't exactly know. Sometimes I don't know what's in there, but, you know. So I fire it in the air. Ordinarily, I fire in the air. But when you do fire it at someone, they... It's a blank. Yeah, but, I hope, yeah, anyway. but they, think, they think they're getting shot. And yeah, they're not, might, but they think they're getting shot. And they shot. might be. And well, they might be, yeah. Well, that's why I'm the sidewinder, you know? I might shoot you. Yeah, come on back. Come Wait, on back. I feel like I don't know what sidewinder means, and you're imbuing it with a mm. dozen different meetings. Well, I'm a sidewinder, you know? When I hug people, I come from the side, you know? <laughs> okay, that's a new, wow. another new meaning. What does sidewinder mean? I think originally it's like a missile. A missile. Okay. A missile. Missile. Yeah. Sidewinder sounds like an R.E.M. song. Okay. <laughs> R.E.M. Do we know R.E.M.? Sing a real R.E.M. song for a second. Okay, what's Everybody real? Hurts. The only R.E.M. lyric that I know is that one song where he's like, na 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 Leonard Bernstein. Oh, man. You know that know. song? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I think it's the end of the world as we know oh, it. Oh, that song, yeah, But yeah, I yeah. only know when he says Leonard Bernstein. Okay, so you only know when he <laughs> shouts a bit. Yeah, so this is a bad example. What about if you believe you're a man on the moon? Yeah, sing Man on the moon. <laughs> I don't know why I'm so nervous to sing right now. I feel like I'm on The Voice. Yeah, uh, you want us to turn our backs on you? <laughs> yeah. Turn your back when I finally get the impression. It's going to be a rare instance of us turning our backs on someone in the podcast not named Andy. <laughs> and that's more of a spiritual back turning on something he's revealed. It's like, uh, man on the moon. Is that how it goes? That's just your voice. And <laughs> you just did. <laughs> You're doing less and less of the lines that you know the lyrics to. All right. Never mind. If you... Is it maybe it is up where you had it? Like, if, if you believe, believe, that's kind of what I was doing before. Yeah, why? Oh, no, why is this hard? hard? <laughs> you guys all got great voices for CB radio, though. Let me tell you. Come I on, feel back like now. once we crack it, it'll be easy. You know we what? Crack I, it and get to the yoke. I thought I could easily make fun of REM, and I'm realizing that that is a voice. What's a frequency? Can't ever say. Anyway, that's kind oh, of that's it. Smooth, yeah. That's if smooth. you believe, 
They put a man yeah. on the moon. So basically what I was saying. Man doing. on the moon. Man on the moon. If you believe. Yeah, yeah. They put a man on the moon. Oh, that's good. Do that. Man Are on the moon. What's crazy is I do a perfect Peter Buck impression. <laughs> well, well, come on now. Um, on so R.E.M., what we've learned is they're very hard to do. What we've also learned is... We probably can't use this because we used music. Can we use it? Oh, okay. Ah, fair, use? Snippet. fair use? Fair no. use. Fair use. Fair okay. use. If you're commenting on it. I mean, what do I know? I'm a truck truck. You're just a truck driver. I also oh, have a... Okay. You're I a also... truck driver. You're going to teach us about parody law? Well, you know, uh, <laughs> there's a guy on there who used to be a lawyer. So on the CB, drive truck now. Oh, what was so his nickname? He talked about... Well, they call him uh, NYPD Blue. And, Why? Well, that's not a lawyer. That's uh, that's I mean, cop. We call. <laughs> you know, carry on. You've said what you've said. Now elaborate. Look, um, I don't know music. REM. You know, I thought that was just a condition of you know getting enough sleep. You know, I only yeah. know two. I mean, look, I know Kenny Rogers. I know Smokey and the Bandit. Whatever song, uh, Eastbound and Down. That's me, baby. That's I don't know. Is that all you that. listen to on these long drives? I don't really Smokey listen to Smokey and the Bandit is a movie about trucker. About that's right. And actually, I or was like the real driver. Life, I was a real life inspiration for that film. Uh, Bo Durville, as played by Burt Reynolds, I think it was. That's me, baby. I had to. You drive. were the Bandit. Nah. I was the Bandit. I was the Bandit. I've been the Bandit. Never Wait. been caught. Oh yeah, Smokey's like. Uh, like when you see a, a cop, he's the yeah. That's right, Smokey. That's right, Smokey. you're the bandit, and I'm the bandit. Yeah. So I, I can't remember the plot of that movie actually. Well, nobody but, does. It doesn't make any sense. He's supposed to. He's supposed to take a bunch of beer across state lines. That's right. Into a state where you, it's like weird modern prohibition or something's going on. Yeah. Well, there's there's still dry states, or there was back there's then. Dry states, and also you couldn't sell Coors Light. I think specifically it was Coors Light. You couldn't sell in the movie or something. In this case, it was like RC Cola. Yeah. It was a weird thing where you couldn't sell RC Coke, Royal Crown Cola in the southern United States because they friggin' hated, you know what I'm talking about? Royalty. The, the royal, exactly. Sure. So I had to run, I ran, I ran it. I called it, we called it rum running, but of course it was Royal, royal Crown Cola running, you know. Yeah. So that. you just you just would bring Coke, like, or just, I guess, Royal cola. Crown, come royal on, crown. man. Don't Not call Coca-Cola. it Coca-Cola. Yeah, yeah, yeah of no, course. That's, that's, right. a, that's, of course. It's way different. Way different, man. That's like, holy it, hell, man. Isn't RC Cola kind of like, kind of worse than... Yeah, isn't it generally oh, yeah. accepted to be the worst cola? Yeah, but I mean, it's fun to do the thing that's kind of illegal, you know. So have you spent time mm. in jail? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, what they do in jail is they let me bring my truck in there and the big, the no. big house. No, It's they, the big they, house. They call, like, that's why they call it the big house. Oh, because it's big enough to fit a truck? That's, <laughs> that's why they call it the big house. An 18-wheeler truck. Well, not the whole friggin' uh, trailer. Oh, just the cab? Just the cab. Oh, well, that'll just the cab. Just in okay. some cases, the part that separates from the engine and so I can have like a little bed in there, you know? So they just right. let you sleep in your bed in the jail? Yeah, come on. Right. So what? what is, wait. No. Wait, so you're locked in your... Truck cabin locked in my truck. Oh, yeah, they were. on the jail property. Yeah, that's right. So, and that's your jail. And that's sentence. where I live. That's right. Yeah, yeah. But in a that's fair. In an edifice big enough oh, to accommodate. You understand? You guys understand? Yeah. It's it sounds like, like a hangar. Yeah, it makes sense. A hangar. Like a hangar. And this is an official jail. The big house. Come on, you guys have heard the the big house. <laughs> so wait a second. So when you're doing all this stuff and you're in the in the cab. How do, do they bring their me, bring the meals to you, or do you? Yeah, are you they bring uh, me meals. You know, I got conjugal visits in my cab. You know? It sounds like you just get to chill out in your cab for a while. Being a trucker has its advantages. I mean, that's why we all vote for Trump. You know, Trump really helped us out in that. Oh, did in he? What, in what way? 
you know, he stood up for truckers' rights. When truckers go to jail, they get to bring their cab into the big house. Oh, so this is a brand new development. This is huge, baby. Because it sounded <laughs> like you were describing stuff, stories that span years. Yeah, but you're talking two about- years ago, yeah. But for, so for the last two years, is that when you've been in jail? Were you in jail before that? I was like, in jail for, I want to say, 30 days, two years ago. Okay. okay. So all of this stuff, the cool. RC Cola stuff, all of this. No, no, that happened a long time ago, the RC Cola stuff. But you were only caught in the last I was two only years. caught recently. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. And what were you caught for? Is that for smuggling RC Cola? Was this a different For brandishing thing? my gun at some kids. Okay. Oh, oh, oh yeah. okay. Yeah. That, and only huh. 30 days. Yeah. So I guess you didn't fire the... I had a great lawyer, law, NYPD Blue. Remember, oh, got... my guy, Law and Order, was a school teacher, so he didn't do... Didn't help me yeah, these names are so complicated. <laughs> is there a trucker named School Teacher who used to do something completely unrelated to that? School Teacher. Let me think here. You're thinking about the guy that used to dig grave. Yeah, he dug graves. Oh, there's a trucker named School Teacher who dug graves. Who used a, to dig graves. And we have a guy named Grave Digger who just he doesn't drop truck anymore. He, he's dead. But Grave Digger there- was a truck. Why are all these people, like, That's they all had former jobs, or anyone who just, like, was a truck driver and stayed, like, it just seems like everyone who had a job, and then they decided to become truck drivers. No one decides to be truck driver. It calls you, man. So it what did you, what you. did you, I got two questions. Yeah. First of all, mm-hmm. what did school teacher, who was a grave digger, how did he get the name school teacher? Because, I mean, when, was, when you were digging grave, man, you got a lot of time to teach and preach. You know what I'm okay. talking about. So, school te- we call him school teacher, you know. It, we would have called him professor, but there was a guy that did. This you, sounds like Cockney you, slang or something. No, let me correct this. Okay. When you were digging a grave alone, presumably, you don't have a lot of time to teach. That sure. needs a group. Teaching needs at least one other person. Well, well you were talking about the Socratic method, you know. I mean, what, what, I mean, what do I know about that? I drive truck. I'm just saying you just need one other guy there that's older than the one other guy who just likes to talk about what he's learned over the years. So there might be a second grave digger and he'd teach him. And he'd teach or preach. Okay. That actually kind of makes sense, I I guess. We got there. I have a question about this, like people who have become truck drivers. Uh Because I have an uncle who became a truck driver. Oh, of course. So he and, he was something else before. Let me tell you that right and, now. Yeah, he was, he was, uh, he just worked at an office before. Did you say it was your uncle? His uh, yeah, his name was uh, Dennis, but uh, he, was his trucker name? He, he went by Baby Bird. Baby Bird! Holy <laughs> smokes! Baby Bird! You know Baby, Baby Bird? Bird? Of course I know Baby Bird! Oh, man. Oh, oh, I haven't seen oh, him in years. Hold on, hold on. Okay, if there's millions of truck drivers out there... You think you know the baby, but they all have the exact, like, don't you think there's any of the name overlap? What, do you have nickname? to, like, register a nickname? You should be, like, Baby Bird 44762 or something well, like that's that. Well, the thing. It's like uh, the Screen Actors Guild, which, which I know nothing about. I, I drive And he wants to know if it's email rules. Yeah. <laughs> do you baby have to, bird, add, you have to add a number, like, your year of birth? It's more like you go, you got to go by, no, it's got to be a unique name, like David X. Cohen, you know? Mm-hmm. You got to have a unique and name. Right. Every truck driver has so to my, paint their name on an egg, and that's in a museum somewhere. Somewhere. And every oh, see, you can only a, have one. Because like on on, on uh, IMDb, like I am the very first Andrew Bush. Very first Whoa. Andrew Bush. You know the, they have the, the little one. things. They have one guy. I'm the very first one to register. Wow, There's okay. like I want to say now 11 or 12 Andrew Bushes. I'm the first. Wow, yeah. that's so, awesome. Yeah, so on that's the internet moving product. On the yeah. moving moving product. Database. No, internet movie database. There's oh. no, not, not moving product. <laughs> that would be IMPDB. So. Well, no, no moving product. We just you lose the P. Right. Oh really? So you yeah, just so say there's M? There's an IMDb for us as well. Yeah. It's like there's an IMDb morning, for truckers. Yeah. What's the I, I- International Moving Product Database? Okay. Yeah. 
So wow, there's no, so there's no truck word for tr- no trucker in there at all. Moving product, baby. Okay. And that, that includes everybody. People who, uh, shipping guys, those big friggin' tankers on the ocean. FedEx as well. FedEx, man, guys. Some pilots, cargo, any freight, man. You know what I think they should call FedEx? What? Fed up. Because every time. Oh, <laughs> good God. I get a package. Can I, can, can I quickly? It's not what I asked for. I'm sick of seeing the brown uniforms. That's UPS. That's UPS. <laughs> well, I'm sick of that too. You know what UPS should be called? What? Fed UPS. Fed ups. Because <laughs> I'm, it should have the same, it should be basically the same name as the new FedEx. It, they should all be lumped into one company. Get on it, Bezos. And it should all be called Fed Up. And because that's how I feel. Because it makes me I sick of the brown uniforms. I'm sick of the uniforms they wear for FedEx too, which are the blue ones. <laughs> right, that's they right, make right. me feel blue. Can I can I quickly just put as an aside because you were talking about I got one more thing I got. Oh to say. fucking Jesus! <laughs> you know what they should call Amazon delivery? Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Yeah. Fed up. <laughs> well, I'm glad you stopped me for that, Dad. Because <laughs> I am fed up with yeah. Amazon delivery. Can I'm I? fed up with the cart system. All right, Andy. I don't even remember what I was going to say. Andy. I don't. I had a question about because you were saying that everyone had a former job. Everyone who was a trucker had a former job. Usually, yeah. I feel yeah, like that's the same generally. with like Uber drivers too. They always talk about the jobs they used to have, and now they have to drive Ubers. Have you ever done any Uber stuff? Oh no, those guys are scabs to me, man. You got to get a full on license. You got to be part of the union. You got to go get that. a union. You got to pay your dues. There's something yeah. called paying dues. Anyhow. I just wanted some advice because this is a true story. I met an, uh, an Uber driver who said he was just getting back, getting his, his uh, company back on track after 10 years of, uh, of an illness. And he wants to... Psycho place to laugh. <laughs> no, well, I'm, yeah, you're right. That is really awful. That sounds awful because I was trying... Because he no, himself... No, it's funny that he thinks he can get his business back. <laughs> when you hear what he was doing, he was... Sick people are adorable. Okay, wait. They uh, think they can just reintegrate? He he was... he First off... Uh, oh, God damn it. Well, that's what anyway, he was moving oil, was what I'm saying. He's like... He was telling me that he was moving 20 million <laughs> barrels of oil... By himself? With no truck? To, to, to Ev, China. Ev saw the glimmer in my eye. To China. Do you know what I call having diarrhea? <laughs> <laughs> Moving oil, baby. <laughs> Moving oil. And he said he wanted to support the arts and he wanted to fund any kind of movie I had. So he gave me his email and said I should contact him if I wanted money for the movie. When did you meet this guy? It was in an Uber drive. An Uber uh, drive. You can call him and everything. So you I'm, want. I'm nervous. I was like, I'm not gonna fucking call this, like, email this guy. He's was a, this recent? Yeah, it was like, it was like a couple days ago. What was his what name? I'm was not his, kidding. What was his Uber name? What? Uh, what do you mean Uber? I don't know. He yeah, gave. Did me, he have an Uber? Did he have an Uber handle like, like Stuber had? Yeah, come on, Stuber. No, come on now. His come name was now. not Stuber. He was. He was. A, he was an older gentleman. He was sick for Stuber. ten years. And apparently, I think his business involved. I think his business involved exploiting the third world. So it felt a little weird because all of his stuff was like he gets. He's like, uh, I, I made my business getting. Uh, what is it? Tanger? No, clementines from Ecuador, and then shipping them up. And then I got business contacts in China, and now I ship oil from Ecuador. It all seemed real weird. But and Andy, shady. this guy was an Uber driver. I know. So uh, he doesn't have that money. I don't think he does, but he said, he said like, I'm just doing it to no, sort of like produce your movie. Like I'm just doing it to chill out. Like I just like, he's getting back from his sickness. See, he was sick for 10 years. Sick with what? Ooh. <laughs> I, I don't know. So anyway, I was kind of like trying to like stop the conversation, but he kept talking about it, but I also didn't want to like hurt his feelings, but I also was like, well, maybe he'll pay for a movie. 
Maybe I mean, like, Andy, no, I don't. I mean, I'm not saying this guy was definitely a liar, but this sounds like a lie. Well, here's the thing, though. His email, his email had, had a... Um, honest it, guy. It, it, was, <laughs> it was an Irish-based uh, email. It's based in Ireland because his company is based in Ireland so he can get through, like, to, to deal with taxes. What was the... What do you mean? Like, what was it? It was like a dot .Ireland.uk or something like that. Huh. So I'm just saying, maybe he is—he's shady as hell. Well, probably. he's Irish, so he wasn't Irish. Honest he was not Irish. Theory. Honest and he was—he <laughs> was head to toe in like he was in jogging pants as well. But like I honestly head to toe in jogging pants. <laughs> <laughs> nope, just the pants, ma'am. <laughs> just the pants. Yeah, pants pulled up right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> little, little face hole. His arms. He cut a hole out. out. He cut a hole out of the crotch. And it just pulled it up, and his face was poking out. He looked like uh, he looked like animated pants in like a weird schoolhouse rock video that was teaching you about something to do with legs. I don't know. I'm something to do with uh, athletics. Oh, the importance man. of it. But I th I'm thinking I'm I think what? I'm gonna email him and maybe I'll get back to you next week and see what he says. You know what I think? He was trying to take you out to a movie. He'd pay for the movie. Oh, that, you think you know, so? Twelve bucks or whatever. That, oh, you think this now. was a maybe a come on? A come on. This guy, you, you, he well, was coming on. He you. seemed like he was trying to impress you. I mean, yeah, he did talk a lot about it. I'm proud that you're getting out there, networking again, meeting producers. Yeah. This is awesome. Yeah, yeah. meeting people. Guys. I mean, I can't say his name because I don't want to. But I, I have it here, and I'm, I'm just still, I'm still not sure. I'm not sure. Is he on IMDb? I should check. Well, no, because he doesn't do anything in the in uh, the arts. Right. He moves oil. And he's is also he, not he a truck. He moves oil into China. Did I already say that that's my term for having diarrhea? <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> oh, yeah. Anyone who follows the podcast and knows that we have a tenant named Silent Bob, who uh, is in every respect like that Silent Bob, but he's not that Silent Bob, and he hates that. You'll be happy to know a small development is that Silent Bob has decided to become our dog now. <laughs> and he's nude all the time. He's lost his uh, trademark trench coat. And we got him a dog bed, and he wears a little leash, and we feed him from a bowl. Well, that's uh -huh. not too new. Um, and he uh, he's actually become a lot more manageable. And Andy brought him to the dog park the other day and picked up some chicks, didn't you? Yeah. A bunch of chicks were interested in, uh, yeah, who's this naked several, uh, guy? Several chicks. On a leash. With the naked guy painted with, uh, with like, dog fur. Oh, yeah, yeah you've got that, that paint nice. on, like, the... LeBron James's fake hair. Yeah. <laughs> Paint on dog fur for yeah. Silent Bob. Yeah, pretty much. So they, um, I don't know. It was very weird. They like, it's so clear that he's not a dog, but all the girls still came over to me and talked to me. Like they, no one mentioned the fact that it's clearly a naked man with some spray on. They don't fur. mention it. They, 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 buy they the just, lie. They, they buy the lie. They just thought it was cute. They asked him how old, asked me how, how old he was. How, he was how old did you say? Not. Cause I don't know. What? How old Silent Bob was? Yeah. In dog years. Yeah. Well, well, like I just said, I just said seven, seven, just the year, you know, like it seemed to not, okay. I mean, I don't know how old Silent Bob is actually, I don't even know who. I don't know. He looks ageless no to knows. me. He's so yeah. well behaved, yeah. though. I mean, yeah. He was very, so very well quiet, and and, and uh, he played the part well. So I got a few and you, numbers. And they asked if he was neutered. Yeah, he had, they and asked you if he was neutered. Yeah, because yeah. we did recently get him neutered. Yeah. Good for you. You got a neuter. You got a spay and neuter. And, and that's why he wears the country, cone but... on his head. That's right. Yeah. Because yeah. he's trying to bite at his own uh, wee wee. They at his own wee wee, yeah. He's incredibly flexible for such a, you know, I'd say rotund man. So uh, he is flexible. Yeah. He is very, very flexible. Um, but yeah, it was it was quite nice. I got a couple numbers, and it was. Um, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to call them or not. But like, uh, yeah, it was nice. Whoa, 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 whoa! You're not going to call any of these numbers. Though. Well, I'm not. I'm not sure whoa, whoa, if I'm whoa, ready whoa, to call whoa. people or date or anything like that right now. So Andy recently uh, became single. 
Yeah. Andrew. Yeah, so I'm still welcome aboard, brother. I'm, I'm now at these great time uh, to become a trucker, let me tell you. Yeah, I might I might just do that. You, let me tell you. We invented the glory hole. I mean I was there. Oh, well, I was I'm there when we that. drilled it, baby. Yeah, that's great. But oh, I'm not there gonna when we drilled it, I'll baby. pass on the that's glory cool. hole. Yeah. yeah. Now may I say I called Andy single and I don't want it there to be any confusion that I'm referring to the Kumail Nanjiani movie about a jingle writer named Stuart. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, single. No, that's yeah. single. It was. Bef- I don't know why they didn't have. They the didn't t, put the T. But it's. It just calls it single. Oh, because maybe yeah, they do call confusing. it single. But he's single and he's Stuart and he writes jingles. And Sting appears in the movie, so that's good. Sting is <laughs> Sting. in the. Sting. Yeah. Oh, there's there's just, a lot Sting is his mentor, his like jacked mentor in this one. Oh, actually, I think this is the first one. So there's just one moment where someone says Stingle, and then you see Sting poke his head on and say, "Did you mean me?" <laughs> no, I said Stingle, not Sting. And he goes, my mistake. And then he rolls up his... Um, so it was rim. Sting doing an impression of David Bowie coming out? Because that sounds like David Bowie. I don't know. That's how he's... I can't, maybe I can't do it. Sting. I'm sorry, Eddie. You do your Sting. What's your perfect Sting impression? Hello. I'm Sting. That sounds like that, Michael Caine with a cold. That still sounds like Bowie to me. That sounds like Does a it? sexy. All right, I just need to hear him once, and I can do Sting. Oh my God! Please, I can do Sting. I'm, I can do Sting yeah, really easy. I'm gonna go back to having sex with my wife. I can totally is that do Sting. sting. Or is that? That's like up. a spinal tap. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Wait a second. I'll, I'll get some Sting playing here. Swing down, sweet child. Oh, sweet chair to swing on down. 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 Stop. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So we can get on. Now, this is what we oh, do. Yeah. We playing we the role of that sweet cherry. And we swing down and pick you up. So that's oh, Sting. That was Sting? Whoa, I, I know that. I came up with that. Oh, my God. I just thought of another chocolate uh, candy, chocolate bar candy wrapper. Chocolaire. Oh. Oh, my God. That's a good one. We missed yeah. him. Chocolaire, my first concert I ever went to. Wow. wow. It was a Benefit Chocolaire, Bruce Coburn. And Our Lady Peace. Was it SARS Fest? It was SARS Fest. No, it was, it was a, it, it, I think it was a 9-11 thing. I think they're going to bring Chuck Lair back for uh, the Coronavirus Fest. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> I'm, excited. I'm excited yeah, for that. Yeah, yeah. I've already seen the lineup. They're holding it in Young, they're holding it in, Young and Dundas Square. Mm. Corona Fest? It's Coronavirus Fest. Mm. Uh, sponsored by... Corona. Corona didn't get it. What? Wow. I think they did. It's weirdly but sponsored they didn't get by... It. Yeah. Dos Equis got it. <laughs> and the most interesting man in the world is going to play uh, Moonlight Sonata at some point. <laughs> so you're getting it now. Yeah. It's like the trucker universe, man. You get the name. It has nothing to do with the thing. It doesn't know, need on. to. Um, so the most interesting man in the world is going to be there um, spewing, I think, hate over the Moonlight Sonata. <laughs> okay. Uh, Chocolair is going to be there and the rest of the Baby Blue Sound crew, which including other... Uh, Candy rappers like uh, Mr. Skittles. Oh, exciting. <laughs> and Lil Mr. Big. <laughs> <laughs> and Caramel Official. Oh my God, I can't believe I didn't say Notorious. Caramel Official. Notori- what about. Yeah. What I can't a- believe I didn't say Notorious B.I.G. was named after the Mr. Big. What's wrong with <laughs> Well, me? I know. That's I thought what... they were doing. I thought you were doing a misdirect. <laughs> I. Misdirect. I, yeah. Misdirect Whoa. is my favorite rapper. <laughs> misdirect, yeah. What about Tim Bit? Tim Bitt. Tim Bitt. Oh, I Whoa. love Tim Bitt. Yeah, yeah. He's great. Roll up the rim to die. I'll never forget what you said to my li- what you did to my life. And here I rap from the inside of my cell. I'm roll up the rim. Roll up the rim. <laughs> it's now time for our favorite segment, where we get to read a chunk of the script that Everardo, for real, 
was asked to make edits to uh, some time ago now. It was written by an Italian man, and it's about fashion models in Milan. We've already read several scenes. Yeah, we've read several scenes. What needs to be said is that Ev's job, he was approached by this director and screenwriter, who, and uh, he asked Everardo to um, uh, fix up the English. Yeah, fix up grammatical stuff, modernize it by adding cell phones. <laughs> and and remove some of the sexiness, but keep some of it. And it and it truly is the horniest script we've ever it's read. It's extremely horny. This side of porn. Did you add any um, CB radio? Uh, no, but maybe I should. Okay, that's ageless. Kind of yeah. timeless now, tech. Ev, uh, if you could, for our new listeners and for um, our guest here, could you please try your best to recap where we the are script here? as it's uh, happened so far? Uh, yeah. Okay, so. It starts with Sybil, that's our hero, the Canadian girl, getting uh, checked up at the doctor's office. The doctor thinks she's too skinny and doesn't agree with modeling and prescribes a, her a plate of spaghetti. That's right. Then we get to Milan, the International Fashion Academy, where she meets Matilda, her teacher, who assigns them a homework assignment to figure out what charisma is. <laughs> and and then we get to know the pairings of each roommate. Sybil is with the Italian girl, Lucrezia, uh, who I guess, I think her, I forget her backstory, but there's like other, we learn everyone's backstory. One girl is Russian and has a blue ass and because every, everyone pinched her ass. So she uh, smuggled her way to Germany and then now is in Milan being a model. I forgot about this. Blue ass. There's uh, the Brazilian girl who was naked at a fashion show and, and quit. When she found out she was accepted to Model Academy, tore off her panties and threw it at her boss in the face. She quit model work. She quit to model, go to work model to Academy. go to model school. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Which is uh, interesting. Yeah. And um, yeah, we've just, we've learned. Oh, another girl's backstory is that uh, her mom works at a hotel, which I guess is disgraceful. So she has to be a model. Oh yeah, because she gets it hard from the uh, customers at the hotel. Yeah, yeah. So and she want to raise. She wants to raise her mom up. Yeah, and her mom's like, "You gotta get out of here. This hotel's no good for you." Right. And then a French girl, I think, is having is I guess a home wrecker is having an affair <laughs> with someone who's married with children. Um, and I think that's all the backstories we've got today so far. And now we are at the, uh, we're on page 23. Okay. It's All been right. mentioned before that Sybil and Lucrezia, they're, they're going to go out to the Blue Monkey Bar. And so we are now at the Blue Monkey Bar Lounge. Oh, finally. And there's literally, I'm just going to skim through this page because it's an entire page of just stage directions setting up that it's a bar. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, full of uh, some sons of prominent families, entrepreneurship of Milan, hungry young um, entrepreneurs, playboy, and all those who belong to the world of nightlife of Milan. Okay. Uh, so it's a page more going on. Then we get to meet uh, Terence, who is a uh, British bartender who is looking at the girls. Ooh, ooh nice. And Andrea... Leaning behind the counter, uh, ne- there is Andrea, who is described as Italian with black eyes. Yeah. Okay. Um, and yeah, so let's just go to page 24, Andrea. Okay, so who's, who's playing whom? Gotcha. You got um, your why don't you play already? Andrea there, Stu? All right, great. Thanks, um, mm-hmm. And uh, Ev, do you want to play Lucrezia? And Andy, do you want to play Sybil? 
Sure thing. I guess we, get, we got Luigi this as well and this Terrence. Scene, there is quite a few characters. So we'll so. just pick it up. As, we'll figure it out as yeah, we go. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah. All right, we're in the Blue Monkey Bar. Leaning back to the counter to get Lucrezia, there is Andrea. Andrea, 30 years, Italian, black eyes, black short hair, wearing a dark jacket, black shirt open at the neck, dark jeans, and at his side, Luigi. 30 years old, Italian, clear eyes. <laughs> yeah, black and clear Just eyes. I don't light. see through to the back of his, of his brain of his skull. Uh, light curly hair, wearing a blue jeans and white shirt open at the neck. Andrea takes Lucrezia's hand and kisses her on the cheeks. Here, Lucrezia, let me see. You're so beautiful tonight. Uh, Lucrezia, followed by Sybil, returns the kisses on the cheeks. Why, I'm usually ugly. Andrea shifts slightly to make room for his friend, turns his eyes on Sybil. Never. Impossible. Also, your girlfriend is gorgeous. Sybil holds out her hand to introduce herself. Hi, Sybil. Andrea shaking her hand and points to his friend. And he's Luigi. Luigi shakes hands before Sybil, and then Lucrezia turns to Andrea. You're, you must know, to- be Luigi. Yeah, I guess I'll be you Luigi. You'll be Luigi. Uh, you told me that she was fine, but you girls are a lot more than I can imagine. Terrence, now, fitting into the conversation, turns to Sybil. What would you like? Sybil turns to Lucrezia. You? Two margaritas. Lucrezia. Every line of dialogue has directions, by the way. Yeah, it's a bit exhausting. She says two margaritas, and then she also says... The best in Milan. Terrence. Sorry. Not only in Milan. <laughs> Lucrezia. You should see him when he gets three cocktails at the same time. Terrence. Even five is not as difficult as it was for Bach compose a piece for six voices. <laughs> <laughs> Andrea, annoyed by the attention of the girls for Terrence, gets between them and the counter. Interesting. We also have the intellectual bartender. It is our classic three exclamation points followed by an ellipsis. <laughs> Sybil, indifferent to the words of Andrea, fixed to watch the shaker soar almost to the ceiling and got behind his back by Terrence, applauds. Great. (laughs) That's it. Luigi, obviously annoyed, spoke arrogantly, turns to the girls. Perhaps you prefer to spend spend the evening with him instead of with us, three exclamation point ellipses. Then Lucrezia says, This is a great idea. Andrea. Luigi was just joking. Lucrezia, sarcastic, gets space between the two men uh, to take the glasses that Terrence has finished, feeling, leaning on the counter. I, too. What you think? Lucrezia then continues. Watch. There is an empty table. Luigi says. But. (laughs) Yeah, I'm happy. Then Andrea raises his voice, puts a hand on the shoulder of Luigi to stop him from following the girls, attracting the eyes of those around them. Let them go. Are too homeless. <laughs> what? Then, what the okay. fuck? Confusing so, scene. What? What's the, happening? The scene does continue. <laughs> what? For a few more pages. I guess we'll just. Should we can end this scene at the Blue Monkey Bar? No, I just want to commend you on choosing the most incomprehensible and boring part. <laughs> it's of this boring. Scene. There's so many people going on. What, who's who's well, the homeless of, people? It kind of continues. They're not actually homeless. That's just, Andrea digging at them that they're okay. homeless. Because he's upset that they're paying attention to Terrence. Yeah. Right. Basically, these two guys are trying to uh, talk to these girls and they're interested in Terrence, the hot bartender. Right. And then... Uh, I see. Then in the next scene, Nestor shows up, also with black eyes. Uh, at the first table where they pass the two girls standing, there is Nestor, 
55 years old, Italian from Naples, black eyes, gray short hair, physically strong, wearing a dark tailored suit and dark shirt, is talking with customers, but his attention is drawn to the tone of voice used by Andrea. Nestor follows with his eyes the two girls and apologizes to customers to get close to Andrea and Luigi, nodding with his eyes to catch up to a man six feet tall, bodybuilder physique, Filippo, Filippo, uh... Italian, black eyes and black short hair, wearing a black pants and tight black t-shirt that shows off the huge muscles. Mm -hmm. So Nestor is like a sort of... I think Nestor is the bar owner. Right. He doesn't like what's going on. He He doesn't doesn't like like what's going on. Andrea's tone of voice. So he's coming up to them. So uh, Andy, why don't you play Nestor too with a nice deep voice? All right. Guys, what you've ordered so far is on the house. Luigi. What the fuck this says? (laughs) Nestor indicates the exit door. It's a polite way to tell you that you are free to go. Andrea looks at his friend. We leave when we want. Nestor, seraphic, gets behind Whoa. him Filippo for a firm <laughs> tone. No, it's better that you leave immediately. Andrea. Who the fuck are you to tell me what to do? Oh, wow. Nestor. I say that. I'm the humble owner of the club. <laughs> but if you want... He will explain you better. Right, Filippo? Filippo says, uh, do you want to play this one, too, also? Sure. Uh, yes, I can explain you better. Um, <laughs> then Andrea says, uh, Let's go in Milan. There are better clubs. Then Nestor says, I'm sure that I will not see you more in my club. Right? Luigi starts to hint to speak. Fuck. <laughs> Never again! <laughs> Oh, so then Filippo then uh, accompanies following. Them out. They get kicked out. Lucrezia's in the background talking to each other, or talking to Sybil, and they're smiling. All right. Wow. Unfor- no, that yeah, so going? basically it just goes on more. Nestor's like, don't worry, it's on that, like, you guys are safe here kind of thing. Yeah. And then they go home. And I know that sounds like a very boring scene, and it it's, was. It's needed. But it is the whole, the most action in the whole pilot. I would say that that's the scene that is the most like a scene, as I understand it. They go to a bar, some creeps are hitting on them, they make it a little aggressive, and then the, bartend, the bar owner intervenes. Mm-hmm. That's a scene. That yeah. is a scene. That's, that's technically like, something that happens. Yeah. There is action. It's yeah. not like two people talking about a backstory, and then one shows them her blue ass <laughs> yeah. and then it just fades to somewhere else this is the the most of the action so your yeah. your job is to make it less sexy and to edit it yeah so this, this, this scene was not very sexy I was gonna, if i can make a suggestion nestor should brandish his double action uh, rifle uh, at, that the, would be at good. the creeps get a little more shoot it into the air you know that would be cool. More yeah. tension in the scene. Additionally, I mean, it's 69 pages, so you got your work cut out for you, baby. <laughs> yeah, right? it is long. All the sexy scenes are when they're, like, together. Like, the two roommates at home, like, tickling each other's feet for some reason. Yeah, it's or, weird. like, changing in front of each other. But if you want to modernize that scene, yeah, you could have them, like, ordering off an iPad. Or yeah. Nestor could be like, time's up, and he shows them his iPhone clock. <laughs> Points to that. There's a lot of places it could go. A lot of work. Yeah, I'm rock hard though, so it's perfect. I have to go. Andy's got to go. I got to go, guys. That's the number two alarm. (laughs) You got to move product. I got to move product. Okay, well, you you want to ride shotgun, buddy? What? You want yeah, to yeah, yeah, please. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll write shotgun. This is, give you my shotgun. I gotta say, we are the only podcast where the uh, hosts are consistently outlasted by the guests. <laughs> uh, because the guests don't realize they can just say, I gotta leave. This has been happening for way too long. 
<laughs> All right. Say goodbye to Andy, everyone. Bye, Bye. Andy. Sorry. Thanks for being here, buddy. Well, to me, this has only been a couple of seconds, really. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Andy, take Silent Bob out for a pee before uh, you. Go. Yes, yes, I'll take. I'll so take. So well out. behaved. That I'll pooch, get some more uh, numbers from girls. And don't forget to bring a little uh, plastic bag for your hand in case he goes number two. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay, bye, Andy. Goodbye. Uh, okay, so while Andy is skulking out, um, let's do trivia. All right, trivia time. Okay, we, great. Uh, this it's is our final bet. This is just a, a generic trivia. No no real theme, just kind of like a, a random trivia. Okay, good. That, now, I don't uh, know what I can do with trivia. I mean, I drive a truck, so. Well, let's see. Um, okay. Question one. How many owls are left in Toronto? Wow. Is it A, 1,200, B, 500, C, at least 100, or D, uh, 5,000? Now, are we including uh, Drake when he transforms <laughs> at night into an owl to fly over to his ex-girlfriend's places and watch them from the nearest tree? <laughs> that does count, technically, we're, we're in counting, Toronto. Yeah. yeah, Toronto's OVO man. Um, I mean, I have to say at least 100. Uh, I mean, there's at least 100 of anything when you think about it. I mean, yeah. I mean, I feel like how could that be even a little bit wrong? There's 100 Silent Bobs. I saw them all. Yeah, so- <laughs> at a con. At a weird con. Bob con. Bob con. <laughs> sucked. There's a talking Silent Bob. Goes against the whole, you know, thing. The whole bit. Yeah. Whoa. There was a J, but he, w- he, wouldn't, he wasn't allowed in. Yeah, Jay couldn't get in. Go to J-Con. J-Con, yeah. They uh, mouthed. They're like, it's in the same building. It's in that hallway. Yeah, it's same, over there. Different weekend, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> same building, different room, different weekend. Go there next weekend. Uh, I'm going to say 500. Well, Stu is right. At least 100. <laughs> oh, so there could be 500. There could be, but no one really knows. The equivalent of saying $1 Bob. I always forget about owls, you know? It's like, I know they exist, but where? And I think where? where is an interesting question with regard to owls, but I can think of a more appropriate question. <laughs> when? When, yeah. When? Well, let me tell you, an owl, you know, I've seen a lot of owl I mistake for E.T. You hear that story, how people mistake <laughs> owls for E.T.? Yeah. Because they're big, impressive friggin' birds, man. Do you guys want to hear a good joke I just wrote? Mm-hmm. Let's hear it. What does the pretentious owl say? <laughs> oh, oh. Whom? Come on, whom? I didn't want to. Didn't I gotta want save to. that for the act. I, I didn't yeah, want to right. step on it. I would open and close with that. Yeah, I like that. that joke for real. I'm writing that down. That's gonna be heard all over. Someone must have said it before. Someone. I'm not checking. That's my that's my policy on joke theft. I don't check. I wait until Twitter calls me out, there and then go. I get sad. One time I got called out by the artist Waves. <laughs> Waves. <Whoa. laughs> yeah. Of all people, the indie musician Waves really piled on me for a Twitter joke that a Damn. apparently was the same as his friends. Waves, <laughs> well. Pissed off at me. He really directed like, a lot of hate to me. <laughs> did you point him in the direction of the Black Lips and be like, yeah, well, these guys already did that too? Honestly, I should have. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. Uh, we remember uh, rocket bands from five years ago, right? Waves. <clears throat> Black oh, Lips. I used to love Waves. Yeah, I used to be into that. I actually don't think they sound like the Black Lips, but maybe they do. I don't know. It's more surf, isn't it? Yeah, now, the Black more Lips surf. are what happen after you have flaming lips, right? <laughs> that's how that happens. That's nice. Save it for right. the act. Oh, that's <laughs> nice. Lips material. Am I wrong? 
Okay, so question two. If you work in a kitchen, you have A, a man bun, B, at least part of your head is shaved, C, an eyebrow ring, or D, no real friends, so you feel like your fellow kitchen staff are your brothers. Wait, I thought this was all going to be about owls. Uh, no, just kind of random trivia about a little bit about everything. into the kitchen staff crowd. <laughs> Kitchen They've got it hard enough, Ev. Okay. And I can't believe you didn't include a Coke problem in there. I was going to say, that was <laughs> my, oh my God. Yeah, the obvious answer. They're all doing disassociatives. I mean, working in the kitchen is a tough job. You that would have been... I don't do it, but I mean, I drive truck. That would have been an uh, obvious one. Yeah. But, uh, no, and, these are the answers. Um, I'm going to say, uh, what was what was the piercing one? Eyebrow ring. I'll do an eyebrow ring. I might agree because I feel like that could be a man or a woman had that has that. A man bun seems to me that only a man could have. That. Actually, mm-hmm. let me say this. If you're a man and you're working in a sandwich kitchen, you probably got a man bun. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. E, wow, he's thinking <laughs> inside. Save that for the act. <laughs> That's going bun. in the act too. <laughs> e, you might be a man bun. <laughs> I do have my Jeff uh, Roxborough uh, or uh, Jeff Fox. Fox, Fox, Fox. Fox. <laughs> Jeff oh, Roxborough is an off brand. <laughs> I just accidentally shouted out the real drummer from my real high school punk band. <laughs> oh, he was wild. Jeff Roxborough has a residency at a, uh, every Reno casino, though, doesn't he? That'd be cool. Wow, Reno, man. I've been through there a couple times. Uh, been, been married, been divorced, man. Holy hell. <laughs> Jeff Foxborough. Uh, my version of his, uh, you might be a redhead. Yeah, I got uh, you. Might, you might have a. You might be a man bun joke. <laughs> Popularly, uh, people do not like it. Yeah. <laughs> if you're a bun on a man's head, yeah, you might be a man bun. <laughs> you That's know, good. It's, and it's a one punchline joke. There you go. If you get 90 minutes to last with that, I can't take that away from you. Thanks. <laughs> well, the answer is if you work in a kitchen, you have at least part of your head is shaved. Oh, oh I forgot about that option. Yes, so did that I. Is, yeah. That is true. The middle part, so you can have one of those uh, prodigy lead singer uh, reverse <laughs> mohawks. Yeah, the fire starter. Yeah, the fire starter. Oh, yeah, the instigator. Okay, and final question. In 1998, the most popular food was A, sun-dried tomato, B, pesto, or C, uh, the color blue. I, two of these are options from Ev's actual stand-up act, <laughs> yeah. which I remember well. I'll save that for the routine. Okay, that's probably why I want to answer the color blue then. Yeah. I don't exactly remember. Is this, a Pepsi blue reference? is this a Pepsi blue reference? My association with the color blue is more early 90s. I'm going to say sun-dried tomato. I'm going to say the color blue, baby, because I moved a lot of Pepsi blue in my day. The answer is the color blue. Oh, yeah, man. oh shoot. I booted a lot of product, and that was... Uh, blue was happening. Blue Abadie Abadie was coming a couple of years later. Man. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, true. that movie, um, Old School, You're My Boy Blue. blue. Holy hell, man. The movie where Paul Giamatti turned blue. Remember that one? And of course, there's a is blue that ass. Real? I think it's called, it's like a kids movie, and oh, he's sideways. like a villain. Sideways. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And he Thomas drinks Hayden, so much blueberry he, wine. Thomas Hayden. <laughs> yeah, Thomas Hayden Church looks at him and goes, "Oh, that's no way to meet chicks." Right. And there's a really offensive comedy in it. Anyway, if you guys liked that blue, blue. Uh, color blue 1998 joke, and you're thinking well, that's funny, check out my act. Uh, yeah. I do open mics at Jack Astor's around Toronto, and uh, you. Yeah. Recently, that. recently posted a joke to Twitter, a funny joke about um, Lincoln Park, and then got absolutely piled on by Lincoln Park stands. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did. Have, I was in a fight with a, I think a twenty-year-old girl who uh, just loves Lincoln Park. 
And who among us doesn't? It's been so nice having you here, Stu Sidewinder Squoge. Squoge, that's right. Thanks so much for having me. Come on back, man. And I know that you are a big fan of local comedian Chris Sandyford. You were really talking our ears off about how great this Chris guy is. So uh, if if, they, if people wanted to find Chris online, uh, or even uh, if he performs in the city, you know, yeah. where could they look? You know, I mean, look, this guy's at, he's at Bad Dog now most Sundays. He's at Comedy Bar most days. Look, go check him out. He's got a new website. It's chrissandyford.com. And, and he's uh, on Twitter. And he's on Twitter. Oh, Chris. O-H, Chris. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. Thank you to our producer, Stefan. And thank you to you, the listener. Goodbye, everyone. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar! Hey, Griffin Steve. here. And we want to tell you about our show. It's called Killed to Death. And every week we solve... A made-up... Murder. It's all improv with a ton of great comedy guests like Sean Cullen, Mark Little, Sarah Hennessy, Becky Johnson, Chris Locke, a polite no from one of the members of legendary Canadian comedy group Kids in the Hall. Sometimes you can hear the guys who live above us talking through the ceiling, Nicole Passmore, and many more. Check it out on the Sonar Network where you can find this show or search Kill to Death wherever you get your podcasts. Kill to Death. It's usually less than an hour. hour.